millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Italian eating heart. <laughs> I don't know that guy. Exactly. No link. Useless. Useless. I mean, I could goog it. You're good to go. Good to go. We're in the episode. The main episode. I look for y'all wearing hats. Oh, We've yeah. all got Sophie. our hats because Sophie got us hats. Got us beautiful Christmas. hats. And I found this hat on the ground. Wow. Yeah, many months ago. Gifts and I said, no. Waste not want The season of wearing strange hats that you found while out and about on the ground is long over. And yet it actually isn't. After no. a few months, I said, I'll give the hat a go. And it's a good hat. And the pinworms are probably dead. The pinworms, it's funny, we recorded the hive now before we did this episode. So we must forget everything we just said. And because make it goes no out after. Because it'll go out after. But, but this is a teaser. And this is the creep dog. But it's also, and you're Jen O'Dwyer. <laughs> and that's Cassie Delaney. And over and there, you'll find Sophie White, award-winning author. Never. Uh, fucking always nominated, never awarded. You wouldn't have the space. But then you're the Leo, um, did Le- what you call him? Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio of, of the, the literary um, world. Thank you. Yeah. He would be honoured. Lads, I came across the greatest book that was ever written. Go on, the Bible. The Mystery of the Exploding Teeth by a gentleman called Thomas Morris. And this man has compiled a list of all the strangest medical odysseys, oddities that he he has found. And it's in a book. This isn't Tom Morris. Is he an Irish writer? 
I don't think so. I think he's in Gurland. Okay. But today, somebody said earlier, they were like, you got to check out this book in the DM. So I was like, I definitely will. And I came across a story in it. And I'm going to tell you about it today. Amazing. The title I'm giving it is the what uh, the festive story of the woman and her wandering piss. It is. Okay. <laughs> just the human body is a thing to behold. Truly. Really, truly is. I have a man who endangered others for love. Uh, I mean, worth it? He says it was. For his love? Yes. Is it... I keep, I keep trying to call back to the pinworms, but we're just not allowed. No, that's Let, a call forward. It's a call for in future <laughs> times, you'll hear about the pinworm fetish. But now today, what about you, Sos? What have you got for us? I have got um, a birthday corner. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. And then I also have, um, I have a hobby beef to die for. Ooh, what's was some the craft? quick feedback from um, Clan Chowder, I have to say. Oh, love the hobby beefs. Yes, yeah. So um, uh, first though, let's do a little birthday shout out to Karen. Karen, Our Karen. favorite Karen. Karen, happy birthday. She's 21. Baby cute. It, that's adorable. Half that's exactly half Jen's age. Like it's just not even true. <laughs> um, so this is your birthday wishes. These will always be 42. That's true. On their age a day after. Yeah, you're a little perineal. I am. Owen has sent in the request. This is coming from your loving brother, Owen, and your adoring girlfriend, Erin. And they want you to have the best birthday. And so for some reason, a part of that was us wishing you happy birthday on the happy creep dive. Happy birthday, Karen. Happy birthday, would you like to do some kind of riff on happy birthday, Jen? You sounded like you were about to like launch, launch into, into music. A uh, no, no. Okay. Uh, I'll give that a we'll note. We'll just leave that there then. Why don't happy we do birthday, a happy Karen. birthday, Karen. We're all moving a on. A harmony okay. on the Karen. Okay? okay, ready? Happy birthday, Karen. Beautiful. That was good. It's amazing when we um, <laughs> improvise like that. I know. We're very talented. Oh, that, uh, and, and available guys. for opportunities. Available for all opportunities. Do you want to hear about Maria Benton? Go on. Sad lady. Not sad, but a long time ago. So we can get we can garner some fun out of it. The year <laughs> is 1827. Laugh at the old dead corpse. Uh, it's fine when it's back that far. Yeah. Uh, People didn't matter. Uh, the, they no, were in black and white. She was the young to us at the age of 27. Very, very old to others in that time. Oh yes. yeah, of course. Was she a spinster? Uh, she was, was she just a woman knocking around not producing people and therefore useless? A we witch. Do, we don't know. A witch. We do know Burned that a witch. she was generally in good health okay. of a sound constitution. Until she wasn't. But she was afflicted by something dreadful and awful. Wandering piss. Wait for this. So this is one of <laughs> Thomas Morris's, uh, he's uncovered this story and I'm going to tell you all about it now. Right. So where in the world were we? Are we in France? Who knows? Where in the world was that travel show? Here we go. Right. The, here we have. She was missing periods. Red flag. Okay. Redder flag. Coughing up a bit of blood. Right. Combined confusing. Doctors were also confused. The blood was coming the wrong direction. They were like, exactly. It was out the wrong hole. <laughs> Immediately they were like, this is a bad You've blood. You've ceased menstruating, you useless woman. Put her to death. 
immediately do that. But until uh, before Drowner. that, we will do a thing. Oh, Jesus, in the book as well. Remind me to tell you, it was such darkness. The story of the amphibious uh, toddler. Oh, no. Nope. Oh, Absolutely no. dreadful story. I may or may not tell you that in the future. Back I kind of want it now. Oh, God, it's so dark. Back to Maria for a moment. Okay. Maria and her doctors met. Hang on. And Maria I mean, said, Doctors. I, you need to give me help. And the doctor said, This feels like a case of bad blood. Let's start bleeding you. Okay. okay. And so that's what they did. They bled her profusely every other day. And eventually she became weak, but no better. Just less <laughs> I blood. I would say worse. Shocking. And eventually then they were like, let's have a look up, up inside her. Mm. And didn't they find what looked to be sort of a prolapsed uterus? Oh. And they said, this is interesting. And they were like, do you have any other problems? She was like, well, I haven't been able to piss. And they were like, okay. Oh, no. Maybe this prolapse is blocking things. Oh no, was she filling up with piss? She oh, would, so the, in, no. in, initially they were like, look, what we're going to do is put a little catheter up there and we're going to drain the piss out of you every two days. I can't believe they had a catheter every two in 1827. Days. I know. And eight, what, every, was, what do you think the catheter was made out of? Um, something, uh, uh, pig like, intestine. Yeah, plague like racing of a sausage. Stick. Yeah, just an old sucked straw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> a darning needle. A crochet hook. Oh, crochet hook, of course. Anyway, they got up and they were drainier of the piss and she was mostly okay. Uh, you know the prolapse of the ligaments that hold your uterus up give way and, and then it just falls out. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that the happens with elderly women. Apparently, yes. Yeah. And piss can often be a telltale sign of that. If I'm too expressive with my eyebrows, whole <laughs> things left the building. Prolapse gone. Yeah. Anyway, so they were going up with the crochet hook and bleeding the piss, sorry, draining the piss out of her every two days. And they were like, this seems fine. Two years pass. Right. And it was like, look, We've been emptying this bladder constantly. We've been emptying this woman for two years. Exactly. What is Get going on? Get rid of her. And, and Maria herself was like, look, I'm like getting a pain in my hole here. Coming Literally. in every two days. So she didn't oh, she leave like, it go a day too long. And she was like, look, guys, busy. I, you know, and I just didn't get in. And then at five o'clock one Thursday evening. Very specific. There was something occurring around the head and the face. And she did appear to, there was some discharge from the ear. Oh no. no. It was commenced and continued as, uh, uh, in the duration of the hosp- the doctor's visit, about 45 minutes. Doctor's like, oh, we don't know what this is. It was fluid. They knew that much. Had a sort of an odor. No. Had a kind of a piss smell. Had a pissy oh, smell. Oh no. She's pissing out her ears. She was literally pissing Shit. out her heel. They, they did something, her ear, they did something with a heated shovel. I think they no. warmed the liquid and then uh, like uh, they kind of warmed it in so that the urea smell was even more. They just confirmed that it was piss. Hot piss. Right. It was a hot steaming. A mulled piss. Shovel hot of piss. piss. Coming out of her ears. It was. She was like, look, we're going to drain you again. And uh, let's hope for the best. Maybe it was the day you, le- you left it too long. We don't know why it happened. Go away and come back. And she did. So the piss had begun discharging in a stream about the size of a crow's quill, they said back then. <laughs> Becoming irregular and then discharging about every four hours, increasing in quantity until 80 ounces were discharged within 24 hours. Looked was it she up. drinking a lot of water? I d- must have been so. Two and a half liters of piss came out of her ear in Jesus 24 hours. Jesus Christ. Unbefucking leave. Oh my God. Right? Fast forward a little bit of time. Four pints later. 
Right. That's the more than the average person urinates in a day. Mm. So yes, she must have been hyper hydrated. Hydration. You know those people who carry around the big things. Care. Yeah. yeah. The enormous things. Anyway, right. Everything was going okay until a new symptom occurred called swooning. So swooning began and uh, along with a bit of spasming. And she did then result in a bit <gasps> of a catatonic state for about 12. She was exhausted. I thought you I'd said spooning. Say. Spooning I and spasming. I was actually picturing her spooning randoms. Just so things were this getting new. Things you were, would for the comfort. The if you were pissing out your ears, you'd want a cuddle. You'd need a cuddle for that. Yeah. So she was Just clamping onto strangers, steaming piss pouring yeah. from you. Things Sorry were about, about to this. go from bad to worse. I think yeah. they're pretty bad. So the sight in her right eye was soon destroyed. The frequency Jesus. Uh, of the so her left one was starting to go a little as well. She couldn't distinguish any objects across the room. Um, but then the hearing in her right ear, which was very impaired. She couldn't distinguish sounds with it. I'm reading here from uh, Tom, uh, Thomas Morris's thing, which is, you know, uh, documentations of the time. So uh, this is like a, me- a medical journal that he pulled from. Mm-hmm. Hence the kind of strangeness. Anyway, soon the trickle was to turn to a waterfall. And the next outlet the piss found was her other ear. A few moments previous to which discharge, a noise is heard similar to that noticed in the right ear. She cannot hear distinctly for 10 or 15 minutes. And then the urine bursts out. Oh! Right? Desperate. Jesus. So she's pissing out both ears at this point. <laughs> Not funny, but funny. Uh, so anyway, this was continued. Not, Not only funny, funny because I'm picturing it happening. You're really you. touching yeah. your ears. I just try to imagine what it might feel like. Like relief on I one hand. I would say no. satisfaction. Yeah. Well, yeah, because oh. she's getting sort of pressure build up. Then she hears a noise. Then release. Then release. And then, okay, 10th of March, 1823. Piss was being discharged. Imagine in her great, 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 great granddaughter <laughs> got in touch. God. She was, yeah, that could happen, yeah. right? Piss was coming out and we were all sort of getting used to it at this point. She had a system, two bowls. Oh. It would happen a few times a day. She had the kind of... Uh, the noise would sort of alert her to yeah. its arrival. Like, oh, ears are taking a piss again. And something strange was about to happen it's to really her tit. Oh, no. no. Right? So, yes. Oh, no. A buzzing sensation was occurring. And then a drip flow of piss began to leak out of her nipple. How is this magically possible? I'll tell you after. So, okay. if... It is. Is this like when you somewhat. tell them about the Russian sleep experiment? No, it's not. This is because this <laughs> was written think of by doctors in, in the eighteen in the eighteen twenty odd years, whatever I said before then. But it is since with urologists, we now understand it to be something that may may occur in extremists. Exactly. Okay. Right? Very so good. anyway, so she piss now was dri- dripping out of her left breast and the two ears as well. I feel that there is scope for an OnlyFans for this one. It's Absolutely. very spe- definitely this is a specific. Point. The old nip drip. So here we have uh, piss out of the ears, out of the both breasts now at this point, and you say to yourself, "Where, Where the else? fuck else?" Nostril? Okay, another entry into the journal, May tenth, eighteen twenty-three. The abdomen, hypogastric and umbilical cord region, belly button, oh, oh no, became God. violently and spasmodically contracted into hard lumps. Oh my God, then, this is like a sex scene from the list that features <laughs> on this week's fucking high. In the future. <laughs> okay. So hard lumps and a sharp pain was felt shooting up from the <gasps> bladder into the umbilicalus. Ah! 
That has to be the belly button. Okay, around which there was a severe twisting pain Uh. and in a few days, a loud noise was heard similar to that produced by drawing a cork from a bottle. Immediately, piss spurted out of the navel. Navel. Oh my God. As from a fountain. That'd be good for enemies though, wouldn't it? Unbelievable. Like if you had a little cork and you just walked around town, put your eye on an enemy. Boom, two buttons open, face full of piss. So it was, they didn't know what to be doing with her. And uh, the thing about it is, she was, they were kept with the catheter. They were like, look, you need to come in more regularly. Let's see if we can get a system going. Maybe you could use your own one at home. And she did begin to kind of correct things. And you think, what? So everything was going fine for nearly six months. And piss every tampon actually is ideal. It just wouldn't hold the volume so. But like you just change it every hour or something. You could, mm. but like where, which hole are you going for? All of them. Uh, Literally <laughs> every hole. The nose yeah. was active as well at oh. this point. I forgot to tell you about the eyes. Did I already tell you? No, no she was the, weeping but piss. The, yes. She couldn't see anything. She The blindness kicked in, but then went away. But then of course the urine, the urine came up from asunder and began, she began to cry Jesus. piss as well. It would drive you piss mad. So if anyone has watched Succession. It, it, <laughs> And that is the case. Ah, that she was of, driven demented. No, she she was she was okay in the end. Let me see. There's an update here. So uh, the question <laughs> it's an update is on her what her Instagram account. Uh, <laughs> is it a notes app update from her? So <laughs> there was a consultant uh, nephrologist, a kidney specialist, came on to say the only possibility in association with the edema, buildup of fluid and tissue, and urema would sweat like urine. Uh, he says, but it's difficult to imagine survival for more than six months. She lived for years. Jesus. Uh, she occasionally was taken with fountain of piss from her belly button, but she managed to live on with that. And that's that any way story to live at all at all? of wandering piss. Madness. The things that can happen. That, but tell us now a bit about the theories on what happened here. Because the theory is that the this beat up, the, this edema kind of effect, the buildup of urine and urea in your system would could leak out leach out to uh, the rest of your and then the bloodstream would just bring it around your body and try to get rid of it any way it can so i think as well there is a condition when your kidneys kind of start to pa- back up and urea will be passed through your sweat so if you so they know that because you sweat and then the urea will crystallize on your skin i like obviously i'm not a doctor I have heard that thing science of sweating amazing. piss, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think there's urea in your. I can't anyway. believe you're not a doctor. Oh, it's unbelievable, no. isn't it? Would you, you ever go back to college? Like a I know. Would I ever <laughs> go back? It's too long, Cass. It certainly is. I have a theory. What? She was a woman in her late twenties, living in the 1820s, fucking ball ache of a time Bleak. to be a woman. Absolutely. And she was like, "How do I get out of all of the fucking social expectations?" Weddings. Fucking hens every weekend. Yeah. Fucking up and down to Carrick and Shannon every fucking weekend. Oh my God, yeah. The cost, the cost of attending the weddings as a single woman in not her a, late 20s, not in fun. the 1820s, yeah. off the charts. She was like, I need At the a table. medical condition that is not going, it's going to be like something that is just going to confound people. Yes. Because confusion is better than them, say, worrying that I'm contagious. Absolutely. Just yeah. confound them. Yeah, confuse. And, but also keep them all away. Yeah. And what better Repel. than arcing piss out coming of your... out of Arafai. Yeah. 
for years nothing like, better she was looking at all her friends who were all being fucking like marched to the gallows that is matrimony mm. and then being pumped full of fucking kids yeah shitting them out this and she was an like ideal no excuse. this is way better exactly it's like there's COVID. my theory it's, it's a are you projecting theory? slightly <laughs> There's like uh, if I could travel back in time, time to when I was 27 in the 1820s. Would I just inject? Would I like, just, just excrete piss everywhere? This the book is sensational. Tell tell us about the amphibious child. I don't know if I can. It's so much. It's so dark. That's I'll just tell you for. off the top of my head because I, I or will I get the link directly up? Okay, terrible man became convinced. Uh, that I do, oh, will I get the actual details? Do you want it? Oh, basically, he do it. he was obsessed with the, the idea that we were kind of. Uh, the incorrect idea that we were still quasi amphibious right and under extreme training oh. that we could begin to breathe underwater or at least be underwater for up to half an hour so he was doing it on dogs and cats unsuccessfully i would imagine he he said a proportion where they were out. successful okay. okay and that's what led him to take his newly born baby and begin training it by way okay. of holding it underwater oh, for God. extreme periods of time. Okay. And it didn't work. He, again, in his t- uh, his writing, he was successful in training his child to be underwater for 23 minutes. Absolutely killed the child. And and it, no, no, the child lived, but that's what was happening. He, the child was dead, through, like, you know, starved of oxygen. And then it's very bleak. That's why I didn't want to tell it. Wait, why what? did you bring this to us? I don't know. You are fucked up. You I, are it's a not bad me. person, Jen. It's not me. Yes. It's just in the book. No, it's you a just terrible insisted story. on stuffing that down all our ears. Do you want a palate cleanser? You of go and think about teeth? what you've done. <laughs> so no, I really enjoyed the amphibious child story. Oh, good. That's one of my faves. Okay. Yeah. Go on, exploding teeth. You want more? Go on. I kind of need more, Jen. Okay, across the 19th century in Pennsylvania, there was some reports of exploding teeth. Of course. And everyone was like, what? This is crazy. One person's tooth exploded so violently he ended up with a concussion. (gasps) (laughs) Wow. I know. And everyone was like, what the fuck is this? Anyway, I'll tell you the other half of that story later. Was it exploding or was it crumbling due to poor dental hygiene? I know, but I already told my story. I was going to save this for later. Now halfway through. Oh, I love it. I'll just, that'll just be a dog feed for later. That's, Breadcrumbing. There's just a yeah. little rimming a little, for just next time. A little edge into the next story. Who has it? Right. I'm going to tell you the story of a man who robbed a bank for love. This was sent in by our all-time creep favorite listener, Harry. Um, and this is a, a beautiful story and one that I'll preface to say. Is Harry your fave, is he? Yes. Is Harry one of my favorite listeners? Which Harry? Harry. 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 The famous Harry. Hot Harry from Twitter. So I'm going to tell you the story and I'm going to preface this by saying that when gay people commit crimes in the past, it doesn't count. Fine. <laughs> Just doesn't count. I'll accept <laughs> Still love them. Anyway, so uh, this is a man <laughs> called John Waterwich. I'm not saying that again. Waterwich! 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 Um, he, he was the main character in a 1975, I think Al Pacino film called Dog Day Afternoon. <laughs> and Cassie. What? I think it was Al It's Al Pacino's most Here famous we go. role. Dog Day Afternoon, never heard of Annika! it. Annika! You Annika! never? Never. I mean, I was born 30 years later. 
Yeah. 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 I mean, I wasn't around at the time. I wasn't queuing outside the cinema to go and watch Al Pacino, <laughs> and my, my fucking peer. Right, look, it's on my list. Starring it's on my in, list. I can't believe you've never This story, though, is excellent. It's great. I can't believe you've never this seen it. This is so bad that I'm, I'm like, what a great story that no one's ever heard of sent, sent to me by other youthful people. Okay. Um, I love this. Right. Settle in. So on the 22nd of August, 1972, John and two accomplices, Salvatore Natural and Bobby Westenberg, walked into a Brooklyn branch of the Chase Manhattan Bank, carrying guns, determined to rob the, the bank. bank. But they had no plans. What? Like, it is a disaster. Just chaos in every possible way, right? It's so relatable. I feel like... This would be exactly us. Though. Exactly. Like in terms of zero forward planning. Yeah. Well, we'd have who do you think would be Westenberg? The one who immediately goes in and is like, oh, I can't do this. I'm out. Really? Holding a gun. <laughs> <Gassing. Walk in. laughs> I don't know. Bad idea. I definitely. One thing I do do is commit. Sophie Natural. You do commit. I do commit. But then pull my- out. I wouldn't. It'd be long, long into it. I'd be in prison. I'd be like, I really shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Whereas I feel you'd recognize and you'd be like, guys, not for me. See you later. Oh, thanks. That's Sophie, you're definitely sticking in. through. Like you were I there. I am in. I have yeah. nothing better to do with my time. So hang on. If the, I'm in prison, I'm not having to parent or take part in society. And those things sound appealing to avoid. Exactly. It's that or piss out your ears. Yeah. Except for prison, which I hear isn't great. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I hear it's it the depends most on the expensive prison. solution to a bat. What was the name of that guy's book? It was really good. Oh. An expensive that the most bad idea. <laughs> anyway so okay so the bank plan uh, was planned up to the entry and then it was so pretty the much right. right we'll so, just walk in and that was the end of the let plan. me tell you about the day that they had planned well first of all let me tell you a little bit more about john right so john um was a gay man he had actually gotten married to a woman uh when they both worked in chase manhattan bank in 1967 so he met her immediately on like their first date was like why don't you be my bride and um she I was mean, like beard. Carmen <laughs> yeah well no because no, I don't I think she was a lesbian oh I'm not sure I think they did have kids but they um they definitely were she was fully yeah um, she and she, she stayed she, yeah, she, she was there she supported they were, him yeah they she were did a really good relationship yeah, she and she ultimately ended up visiting in prison a lot of times, right? So they married in 1967, but he went off to Vietnam to the war. And there he discovered sex with men. Oh. And <laughs> Irresistible. Yeah, he came back and the couple separated. 1969. There you go. Yeah. Um, so he said uh, that he said in interviews afterwards that weddings is a holy institution love is a holy institution if i love someone i want to marry that person i want to make a commitment to that person and in straight society do that by getting married so i don't see why gays can't do that yeah so when john met a man called ernie aaron he um fell in love immediately he said it was love at first sight and they got married and they got married with aaron wearing the most expensive wedding dress you could find in the shop a thousand dollars um, but the couple broke up soon after because Ernie was a trans woman and wanted to transition. Okay. And John was a gay man and didn't and didn't support that. Okay. Not that he didn't support but it, he but wanted he was a, yeah. worried that he wouldn't be attracted to Ernie anymore because he identified as a gay man, right? Uh, and he'd said, I didn't want Ernie to have a sex change, but he wanted to be a woman. And um, when he realized, so they had separated, but then when he realized how depressed uh, Ernie was oh, living, God. having to live as a man. He realized that 
couldn't do a it sex too. change was going to be the thing a transition was going to be the thing that that saved um was Ernie's that possible life. at the time yes but very expensive okay and so john decided that he would support ernie and rob a bank oh, to pay for, for the gender reassignment it's surgery so nice. it is it's beautiful right and um and if some people need to be shot them. Well, the oh, thing no. is, nine it's still nice ten people are crap. Collateral, but greed, nobody yeah. really got hurt, no, right? Because it was kind of a bungled one. It was absolutely. So did rubbish. Ernie know that this was the plan? No. Okay. So, and Ernie did not support the plan. Obviously, okay. didn't. Was not a fan of the plan. Was yeah. actually brought. To, I'll tell you about the actual robbery now. Oh yeah, right? of course, yeah. So, um, John and the two accomplices met in a bar. Spent the day cruising around New York trying to figure out which bank they want to rob. And I'd say if you're going to rob a bank, the best thing you can do is know which bank it is going to be before yeah. you decide, Take before you just pull up. Like at one point, they dropped a shotgun, the shotgun went off, and they're like, we can't rob this one now. We've got to find another one. Right? <laughs> yeah. uh, in a second bank, he bumped into his mom's best friend. And- <laughs> Was like that's not good. She'd be straight on the phone. She's gonna tell my mom. So not oh, gonna do like that. Were they even smoking in your school uniform? Exactly. Yeah. Were they so, even in in costume or disguise? No. They thought it was gonna be a half hour in out. Right. Get the, Best get the case stuff safe. Yeah. All be grand. Right. No contingency plan. No. They they didn't have a plan. At one stage during the day, they went to watch The Godfather for inspiration. Did They're like they, taking notes. <laughs> Did they have a few drinks? Was I think they had a couple of drinks in the bar. drink taken? Yeah. As my mother I think say. they were just like, I oh, will give it a go. I mean, it's, it's, you know, the 60s. There was, the security wasn't tight. It was, it, it seemed like they could get away with it. So they walked into a bank, the third bank they, they tried that day and passed the teller a note saying, this is an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> right? Just needlessly long. Just like, yeah. Sorry, I can't quite, the handwriting's a bit squiggly. So, um, in the bank, right, they were high, held, held up a couple of hostages um, and thinking that it would take, you know, in out kind of job. Obviously, they were very quickly identified. Police were called. <laughs> they ended up being stuck in there. Also, one of the issues was the bank had just been, the cash of the bank had just been picked up that afternoon. There was no cash. So if they had very little. any legwork, they, they would, would know that. Known. Like, because all other robbers would be like, Okay, it's the day before pickup, so the bank at this moment has the most cash it's going to have all week. Yeah, yeah. Not let's just that one. Go, yeah. go. So uh, between between that and the safe being half empty or half full, whatever way you look at life, um, <laughs> the police were called, surrounded the bank, and John had no like no option but to just like hold the eight staff there as hostages, mm. and he was like, right, balls in my court now. I've got hostages. They're oh, going God. to do whatever I say but of course they were not the police set up shop in a beauty salon across the road and then they were trying to negotiate back and forth with them right the hostages described John as just not being scary they were like we knew his intentions were good uh you know he kind of had this sort of lovable Robin Hood sort of uh attitude about him I think he explained to them what he was trying to do which to be fair like he wasn't going to hurt anyone. No, he didn't want to hurt anyone. He just wanted, he just wanted the money. And then two hours into the negotiations, he started coming out with some sort of terms for a hostage's release. Um, he said, I want you to deliver my wife here from Kings County Hospital. So poor Ernie had been in hospital after a suicide attempt. attempt, And then um, 
John was trying to get Ernie to the scene so they can negotiate and, and, oh, and support or whatever. But he's honestly a very out and proud gay man, which I think is, you know, he, he, this crime is also considered one of like the most liberal moments, in, in, moments. In, yeah, in gay liberation that he was just like this out and proud gay criminal who was trying to rob a bank to pay for gender reassignment surgery yeah. and was openly speaking about it. Now, uh, Ernie was not happy <laughs> being brought down to the uh, brought down to the scene and the thing brought down in a dressing gown was like absolutely not not happy about this refused to go over and speak to John like you would yeah, too of course be like I am not interested in this this is yeah. not the way to go about it John but John's mother Terry did come down and spend 13 hours at the scene talking back and back and forth right uh, what the, a mess but in an adorable kind of like haphazard way, right? Um, one of the one of the hostages, Shirley Ball, said in a later documentary, I realized that he was friendly. He wanted to be friendly. He had a purpose for robbing the bank. He didn't think it would take that long. He thought he would be in and out. But the way things happened, he didn't get out. So in total, they were there for 14 hours and he fed the hostages they got pizza to the scene <laughs> everything it's like you know there's a great scene in the movie which i saw in the trailer i have not seen the movie where he's like trying to pay for the pizza it's funny um but after uh 14 hours he thinking that the, i suppose that the control was totally his he was like get us a flight out of here just get us out of here and we'll hand over the hostages if we can leave so he thinks the police are going to take him to jfk airport and let them go free, which obviously they did not. They do. did. They did not do. And his accomplice, um, Natural, was shot and killed. Jesus. But John was arrested. Uh, all the hostages were free, unharmed. So John was sentenced to twenty years in federal prison. Um, like they're very heavy-handed with these un, not that bad crime. This is. Yeah. Broad. But you know what, right? While in prison, it's a that's good when having a bad day. It is. A good this person really having is. a bad day. I think it's a bad plan, but it kind of has a good ending because obviously then Sydney Lumet tried to wrote Dog Day Afternoon and turned it into a film. And the fee that John was paid for that for his story, yeah. he gave to Ernie. Ernie had gender reassignment yes. surgery, lived out happily the rest yes. of her life as uh Liz. Um and John was really, really happy about that and he said before his release that he doesn't regret anything because it saved her life which i think is beautiful right that's so nice yeah so then there was a documentary made by two um by uh two filmmakers two self-funded filmmakers called alsenberg and frank caradron um who spent 10 years after john's release living with him and his mother terry Thinking because the film, obviously Al Pacino's character is so like extrovert and haphazard and entertaining. They were like, is, is this really what John is like? And he described him as being a hundred times more interesting and hilarious than the character in the film. John started calling himself the dog after Dog Day Afternoon. <laughs> Did he serve 20 years? Um, I think he served... Maybe a little less. No, he got early release in... Actually, got early release in 1978. So he was only so in thir- 10 years, 10, worth it, 13 years. And he remarried in prison. So he's happy mad out. for marriage. Ma- he prison was mad for marriage. Yeah. For anyone. No, he married, married one of the other inmates. 
in the prison yard. Uh, and he was mad for marriage. He really enjoyed being in a relationship. Um, but uh, he he's just maintained that you know, he had did no him regrets. Did Liz stay in touch? I think they stayed in touch. Uh, Liz did die um, in 87. So kind of yeah. 11 years after his release. And he had remarried in prison. Now, I don't know how that relationship um I don't really don't know how that relationship panned out. But even when they were creating the documentary, John suggested he go rob a bank to fund it. Like, <laughs> it seems like he was just really good crack. Um, I mean, obviously, robbing a bank isn't the isn't the best way to do it. But the when he was arrested initially, the police didn't accept his version of events. Uh, they didn't believe that like someone would be motivated by just you know the desire to help someone else to put themselves in you know such a precarious position um so he did sign a confession that that he said that he met the vice president of the chase manhattan bank and that he told him how to do it now i don't believe that because it was so botched that i cannot believe that someone would be like this is the way to do it but i guess that he just wanted some sort of of um confession um so a lot of people felt that he was just, say, like a product of his time. He was this kind of uh, Italian Brooklyn from the 1950s who was, they suggested that he had gotten involved in the, with the mob and the mafia. So the mafia did um, manage all the gay bars because they were so, they were considered, you know, seedy and, okay. you know, left to center. The mafia ran them. And it suggested that in order to buy the wedding, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Dress when he married Liz. Um, the photographs, by the way, Kat. Um, fabulous absolutely amazing fabulous he's a real handsome little man that's jo- john liz look how oh, amazing yeah. she is yeah um and it was suggested that he borrowed that thousand dollars from the mafia and then had gotten in trouble and needed to rob the bank to pay them back and um whatever else uh but his third he, he that's mad because the mafia are like super homophobic no well they're probably offering protection from the police shutting them down they them. were but I mean, yeah. they just want they're after money whatever exactly but, but why would they get in oh, yeah but i mean it, money's money i guess mm. um and th- that's the thing they probably preyed a little bit on vulnerable people and gave them opportunities if they were lending them out money so they could get it back or whatever else i don't know um his prison wife george heath said 
that uh, Heath was a knife carrying bank robber and a jailhouse lawyer um, who married him in prison on the 31st of July 1974. And he said he loved to be married. So he had to have a wife. So I became his third wife, he said. And when Carmen, who he stayed in touch with his first wife, would visit, the two of them would wave each other, wave at each other. So it was all, everyone had these, everyone you know. Everyone was Pally. Yeah. Everybody so loved John. was his John. third marriage. Um, did that person identify as a woman? No, I, a man. But he just kind of calls himself the prison. Wife. Well, prison wife is a phrase. Yeah. But then he also was properly a spouse. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but uh, John consistently refers to uh, the people he marries as his wives. As wives. Okay. As wives. Um, but John, say, this what's the name is, of the documentary? The dog. So there is, and there is this um, beautiful quote that happened during his trial when uh, when he was talking to the judge about his motivations and why he why he did it. He said, love is a very strange thing. Some people feel it more deeply than others. Oh, that is such a heartwarming creep story. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. And even people who, uh, so the, the two documentary makers who, he died of cancer in 2006 but they, when they lived with them for 10 years, they visited him every single weekend, him and his mother, Terry, and, you know, told this story. So they they spent a, the kind of 10 years living with him, getting to know him, doing his, you know, interviews and all that kind of stuff and some interviews with Terry. But then after his death, that's when they started interviewing everyone else. And this story emerged of him being a very proud and likable and mad character. And there's other parts like the, the Gay Rights Association distanced themselves from him. And they were like, we still think that he was mad and okay. got people, you know, people were in danger because well, he was a criminal. Yes. He was a criminal and we're not we're going just, to. We were just gliding right over that. <laughs> yeah. But there were a lot of people like, this is an amazing, you know, amazing story to be motivated and be so open about these motivations at a time when obviously a lot of people were not able to be open about who they were, certainly not being able to be open about being a transgender person. And that John was kind of an advocate for the trans community. And someone, one of, sorry, one of the documentary makers said after his death, he was his own person. Nothing you could do would change his mind on anything. Everything was non-negotiable. Oh. So I'm going to watch this. Yeah. I'm yeah, really amazing. enjoying the poster, which <laughs> yeah. is pointless showing it to camera. Google it, guys. The dog 2013. But it's him like lounging. With um, a gun. With like, with a gun poised. And just like a couple of crumpled up sort of notes. Looks he like wore maybe a t-shirt. 20s. I mean, it, it's like lying on the bed of wads of cash, except it is just a couple of crumpled notes. He <laughs> wore a t-shirt saying, I robbed a bank outside the bank that he robbed. Like he was, he was a hero. He said um, as well that if he had, um, if he could be, if he could go back in time, would he do it again? Um, he said, if I had had a dream and in that dream, I saw everything that had happened, I would still go out and do it. You're damn right. I would still go out and do it. I'm the gay Babe Ruth. I won. <laughs> so <laughs> I love mean, him. Gay Ruth? Gay He Bruce. wasn't tempted to do that. I love that. I don't think he was good go on the Go John. <laughs> well, uh, I am. It's so glad. I am, it's a very heartwarming that Liz had her surgery. Yes. Like that's what makes it feel worthwhile. But then I suppose like, Silvio Natural's family are like, hmm. oh yeah, what happened to him? He was, was shot, shot in the course of the oh I did. when they got right. to jail. You were really, really happy about everything. Yeah, I, I was. Like, a person died as well. Though. Sorry, forgot they about had a him. pizza party and then this guy died. So he got but shot yeah. by police or yeah, by yeah. Police. okay. I mean, in fairness, that's them up to their usual fucking fuckery. Up to no good. 
God. Thank you, Cassie. Thank My you, heart Cassie. is that completely really warmed is, and then cooled a little on chilled. reminding of the death. Yeah, yeah but, but it's nice though. Warmed again. Thank you, Harry. Oh, it's a joy. Sophie, what have you got first? I have got yarn to die for. Yes. I know. This has come in from our fave, Grace. Everyone who enjoys uh, yarn <laughs> and just generally fun content, go and follow Grace the Babbler on Instagram. Oh, um, she very good. does uh, some very cool yarn related crafting herself. Good dyeing. Mm. I've knit She's got good one cats. of hers. Absolutely Stunning. And she <coughs> directed me. Okay. To Sorry, choking on one of those chocolate Brussels okay? sprouts. Oh, oh my God, mm. you're supposed to chew them. Oh, no. Oh, they, they seem like so really, they're taking really a long time. They're, they're, they're just like solid little blocks of, blocks of chocolate. <laughs> Sorry, unexpected. <laughs> Casual anaphylaxis. <laughs> Continue. Okay. So Grace sent me this story and I've spent some time now in the... Uh, Reddit yarn drama uh, sub. So, uh, right, bear with me. Taking you back to 2006, okay? I was alive. Yes. Yay. Mm. What were you, 16? Two and a half. 2016. (laughs) Uh, Donald Trump had just been elected? No, no, we're in 2006. Oh, and six. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Um, What's that, 2020? It was was just before Obama, wasn't it? George W. Bush. George W. George W. (laughs) Fool me Me once. Okay, so crafters among us will know about Ravelry. No. Blank. Really? Is this the part where you get all the patterns? Yeah, so Ravelry is like the metaverse for crafters and crocheters and knitters and stuff like that. It's like a big, huge database. You have a membership. My username is knittinggyal. If anyone wants to go and look at a completely blank profile on Ravelry, I go on there and get my patterns. What do be? It's just photographs of people in jumpers. It's just a massive database of patterns, and it's um, it's actually I would say could do with a lot of upgrading as a user experience. I think it is aggressively horrific, but anyway, uh, it is the biggest bank of patterns, and you can buy patterns from pattern makers. There's sometimes free patterns. It's so massive that you can just go on there and like if you're looking for something really specific. You can enter in all of the different kind of filters and it brings up creators. Have you, what's the you weirdest can buy thing? patterns off. I see. Can you like find the weirdest thing anything, anybody's ever crafted? Yeah, like I would say if you're looking for a fucking crocheted cod piece. Nice. With a right. particular type of cable knit. I don't know. Do you yeah. actually do crocheters? Do you cable? No. I don't crochet. <laughs> I don't fuck And like hook. who would be? <laughs> <laughs> I am needles, bitch. Anyway. So it's, yeah, everything you want is on there. I don't fuck with a hook is genius. I, don't, I do not fuck with a hook. And also under every pattern as well, you can get all the other users who have bought this pattern and like they'll Reviewing post reviews it. and they'll mm. post their ma- what they've made from oh, it. Oh, nice. So it's a big, and there's also forums. Oh, oh my God, forum. the forums need work. In terms of trying to navigate, just a little feedback from me to Ravelry.com if anyone is listening. <laughs> but it's a great fucking place. And this is... Well, this is a bit more unravelry.com. <gasps> so, like what you did there. In 2006, there was a spate of mysterious deaths. Huh? Yeah. Really? What? Yeah. In the yarn space. Like, but how would they know? Well, okay, let's get into it. Because Ravelry is like a nearly like a social network. As okay. Well, almost. Because like everyone has accounts. Like, where's Claire? 
Has anyone well, heard from Claire? AKA, where is Mystical Creations yarn? <gasps> uh, for the purpose of the story, we'll call her MCY. Very good. Um, so she was a really popular dyer. So she dyed uh, skeins um, and they, ha- her stuff was incredibly popular. She had a great eye for color. Yeah. All great reviews. Mystical Creations yarn was on the up and up. And then she was a guest on a uh, yarn podcast or a yarn cast. Um, and she exploded. They Went loved her. stratospheric. Um, just massive then eyes on her page all the time. Within like the yarn community. Within the yarn community. Which is massive. She it's was huge. A-list. It's huge. She, she was A-list within the yarn community. And it is massive. And so she was obviously sales through the roof. Everything was going great. Amazing. Then people started posting in her revelry group, because like I said, it is kind of half almost social media. Yeah. Um, that they had been receiving some subpar products. <gasps> We're talking knotting, felting, late shipping. Oh, <gasps> not good. Cardinal sins. Now, a minor drama erupted. Okay. Um. And people were like, oh my God, did you hear about um, Mystical Creations yarn? Apparently knotting and felting. And so people were a little bit like, okay, you know, but it wasn't enough on its own to really kick shit off. But then, okay, the next year in January of 08, somebody posted in the group that they had purchased a Mystical Creations yarn two months ago. And not received, received, received it. or heard anything about it. And not good enough. That thread now to date has like 15,000 posts on it. What, what the fuck? Okay, so they so someone was like, have never received it. No email back from yeah, seller. no communication. Now, things went basically like up slash down in flames after that person first posted that okay because from that first post suddenly it all starts snowballing and people left right and center were like it's fighting it's it. nothing i didn't oh, get no. my i didn't get my product pile on yeah well it was just that like huge things had been happening and product not being delivered and so lots of the people who are on ravelry it's kind of etsy-ish in that it'd be loads of like indie creators yes. okay so people would be quite patient there'd be a fair bit of leeway about, you know, you've got one person probably operating out of their house. Yeah. You know, they would definitely not be up their holes about, oh, I didn't get my thing yet. Yeah. Two months. It's too long. It's bad. And uh, so anyway, this did mean though that a lot of people who had made the orders had like made an order, a lot of time had passed. Then they'd kind of not noticed that like the payment had gone, the product hadn't appeared, but... And then they were like, oh shit. But then when they saw that like all these other people were having the same issue, they were like, oh, Something going on so, here. Two months later, right? Somebody um posted in that thread that uh that she'd received an email saying that the owner of Mystical Creations Yarn, whose name is Danielle, has been hospitalized, right? And that it, it's Danielle's family who are desperately trying to fill all the orders in her absence. But because the dyer is incapacitated they're like out of yarn and they don't know what to do and it's a big it's a yarn dumpster fire 
and they're going bear with bear with and Danielle is from her hospital bed being like I'll start dying again once I'm out of hospital <laughs> once I stop, stop dying taking orders I would yeah say. I would say yeah. turn that off turn that off so then a lot of people started getting the same email and people were like mm. I smell yes a little rat a little rat and so then the ravelers started doing some digging and discovered that Mystical Creations Yarn is not registered as a business in any official capacity. Okay. Oh, it yeah. happened. That's fine, it's isn't fine. it? I mean, yeah. But then, March 2nd, 2008, Susan enters the chat. It's Susan. She's from Virginia. And she went onto this monster bitching thread and was like, Danielle has been in the hospital for six months and with leukemia and is unexpected to recover. She says that in Danielle's absence, the business has gone to heck in a handbasket. That's a quote. That's great. That's a direct quote. And Danielle's sisters have a ton of yarn. They need to unload fast. Everything must go. And um, so other people are skeptical. Um, who are you? Exactly. Susan mm. was many of the Raveler's questions. How do you know this? And why are you telling us? And this? was she directing them to buy the everything must go from her? No, from Danielle's sisters. And um, so Susan was like, I am new to Ravelry. <laughs> I have no connection to Mystical Creations Yarn, but I am a fan of Danielle's yarn. And I just wanted to pass on the information that they seem to be having a fire sale. And if I can score, this is all a quote, if I can score some of that yarn for a cheaper price, I'm going to. So people are dubious to say the least. And a lot of people are now assuming that Susan is a sock puppet. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sock puppets have entered the yarn chat. And um, and there's a few other people who are also chiming in with Susan being like, yeah, I hear the yarn sales. Amazing. Oh, yeah. I'm going to pick me up some of that. There's a heck lot of yarn up for grabs over there. So <laughs> they're now like, I think all of these enthusiastic people are the same person and there's a lot of people also posting that they're having email conversations with Danielle's brother and sister um, and all of the ravelers on the thread are like this is definitely just Danielle, Danielle. Mm -hmm. but like what the fuck has happened to her next day she got overwhelmed faked an illness uh, <laughs> it's created a different person so she doesn't have to deal with the responsibility of running a small business I see <laughs> It's very stressful. It's very, very relatable. But like the stress of the lie. The lie. And then the web, literal cotton web. The next day, the yarn thickens. <laughs> oh. March 3rd, 2008. Another poster. Who is another seller, right? And is also the distributor of Mystical Creations Yarn in Europe, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So that person who presumably because they have been the distributor of this yarn lady in the past has probably, one would presume, Talk directly contacted Danielle in the past. Anyway, she comes into the thread with new info. Danielle is not in hospital. <gasps> she does not have leukemia. Oh my God. Her only brother died some years ago <gasps> and is not even known to have a sister. And the poster knows all of this because as we said, she was the distributor and would have had at least one call a week with Danielle at minimum. <gasps> so what does Danielle do? Now the Ravelers are scuttling like agitated spiders and are searching out others who have 
filed, uh, bought yarn and not received it and <gasps> are owed money. And they are now getting everyone together to file a complaint with the BBB. I don't know what that stands for. Business Bureau. Bureau. Yeah, the bris- the the Biscuit Bureau Butternut Squash. <laughs> Bitches be bitching. Nice. It's there a we special go. arm of the absolute stress. Of the internet. All I can do is feel stressed for Danielle. <laughs> yeah, she, like, just got, she just got overwhelmed. She did. Like, at least she's there, like, trying to put the fires out. Wait, she's not she's wait, wait. away. But she would Maybe be like, she was even putting half of the effort into rectifying some of this that she is into exactly. setting up sock puppets. Ex- <laughs> She's trying to garner some sympathy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here we go. March 9th, okay? So okay. this is all happening over the Days. course of a week. The Ravelers have um, have now said that an investigation is being initiated with the FBI in their Internet Crime Complaint Center. Uh, okay, okay, well, okay I fine. I don't, uh, don't buy that. Non-threat. Not threat. I think that's terrifying. The FBI. The aren't FBI going to care is terrifying. About some yarn. No. Listen, they do. Well, okay. Well, anyway, so this is now within the week. Okay, so all this—it's just been I'd a terrible week for not, Danielle. She is not. She's slept not. Away. She's sleeping. stressing herself into I'd say she's on the Ambien oh. and the Sauvignon Blanc. Just, and she can't keep herself away she's got her from phone. the board. She's yeah. got her phone yeah. in airplane mode the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> just absolutely not. Okay. Nor devastating news. Oh. Um, Does she die? Somebody has come on the thread now to say that she's received an email from Danielle's sister, Margaret. Who doesn't exist. That may not exist. That Danielle has passed away. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. She's gone too far. She has. She has. I just imagine, like, it's already been discovered that she has no siblings. And everyone's there being like, Danielle, we know this is you. And she comes in, she's like, I know what I'll do here. I've got to oh, die. I'm I not Danielle. I am Margaret. Danielle is dead. <laughs> Did they give any explanation of how? Yeah, I've got a quote here now from the, uh, from the email. Margaret, the devastated sister, writes, I can hardly talk forward slash write right now I am crying so hard she is Danielle is (laughs) yeah no she's stressed mom just called from the hospital and Danielle has just passed away see now if that was true (laughs) posting about it wouldn't be your first First reaction it's not and do we have any do do we have a total of what Danielle is sort of non-ship like how much money Yarn is, is she on the hook for? Yarn is expensive but at the same time like an indie dyer in Virginia it's, it's like it's not going to be a lot. I, I mean, it could be. You might be. It might be a hundred customers. I mean, that is scary. Yeah, but I can't believe no one's not fake her. your own death scary. No, <laughs> not fake your own death scary. Exactly. <laughs> so not a single person on the thread believes this. And reaction. Imagine it was true and it was just an incredibly insensitive threat. Well, that's it. Why is it genuinely grieving? And all these people are like, "Where's my fucking yarn? <laughs> Bring her back from the dead." Danielle, this is you. Um, but also, this is the same team of sisters who are supposedly have been having a fire sale somewhere else on the internet. Exactly. So anyway, most people on the thread are pissed off about the death faking slash very, very And amused. calling it out. Yes. Most of them are like, who gets the call that their sister has died? And then through <laughs> the wall of hysterical <laughs> crying is like, must get on that Ravelry thread. <laughs> <laughs> to email the yarn customers. <laughs> so, 
March 18th. Now okay. it's two, two weeks, weeks. Okay. Right. That's enough to calm down. Someone posts in the thread. said someone's dead. <laughs> Someone posts that there is no effing way that Danielle is dead. <laughs> now I do enjoy some of the quotes from the Ravelry thread. <laughs> You know, heck in a handbasket uh, and effing is E-F dash ing. Uh, Love it. There is no effing way Danielle is dead. Someone she knows just spoke to her on the phone that day. Now that's a little he said, she said or whatever. Yeah. But also, okay, listen to this. A former employee of Danielle's had been selling off some of the old stock on an Etsy shop. They'd parted ways this employee, the former employee is totally, she's above board. She's not a part of any of the scamology, right? But she does say, this is so American. She says that she saw Danielle a few days earlier at Walmart. Oh, right, a sighting. She's just out and about. Yes. Then the thread goes, fucking bananas. Where's my yarn? Um, and it's like... <laughs> All of the where's my yarn. And then there is like an army of sock puppets. Is no one actively trying to go to Danielle's home? Like they're they're very hesitant to follow through the docks and go and do a thing. Yes, I know what you mean. We're getting there though. Okay. So right, here we go. Okay. We have a new shady character enter the thread on the 1st of May. Okay. So... Two months? And is it still? Yeah, okay. two months. Okay. <laughs> Reigniting everything. Yes. So it's the final delicious chapter. A user posts the following, right? And the user, um, so the user, okay, hang on. This is a bit confusing. Wait. Sorry. Sorry. Love a silence on the podcast. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm just like, okay. So there had been mention of a shady character called the helper, right? And this is just the others on the thread have started calling this person the helper because um, they were, it was like a person, another sock puppet basically had been like, I've been helping Danielle while she's in hospital. Gotcha. I've been helping her there since her death or whatever. Yeah. And um, the From beyond users, the grave, Danielle says she's sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And that there's still 20% off in the fire sale, <laughs> but you will not receive any product. Um, so basically, this is, they've called, they've dubbed this person the helper and it's a sock puppet, right? So then, right, this post goes up on the 1st of May. It says, quote, I thought the helper should know that a woman claiming to be Danielle Glunt, Ryan <laughs> presenting Danielle Glunt's driver's license. That's why nobody, that's why she never told anyone her last name. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so she's presenting the driver's license with an address on Futures Road as proof of ID was seen and overheard today depositing checks at a neighborhood bank. She was driving a brand new car with oh, dealer stickers oh, and tags still on it, I might add. And no helper. I'm not a defrauded customer of uh, Mystic Creations Yarn. I am, however, a fellow resident of Edgewood, New Mexico, with the <gasps> misfortune to also be named Margaret. That's <laughs> um, a sister. Need I mention how much your nefarious business scams have cost my business, including the cost of renting a post office box in Sandia Park? So basically, what the fuck's it got to do with her business? Because I guess she's from the same area. Her name is Margaret. She's associated. Oh. They're like, we don't trust this one either. Oh, yes. it's just Danielle. <laughs> I see. Yeah. So anyway, 
this all eventually, you know, just sank into, you know, ravelry urban legend, basically. So Daniela, so like, apparently people from that original monster thread are still working on filing a complaint with the New Mexico Attorney General. But I, I'm, I'm picturing what those meetings might be like. And yeah. I feel like it might be hard for him to follow. Over Zoom. Uh, <laughs> yes. Too many chefs in the kitchen Absolutely. there. Absolutely. But if you can believe it. Blunt back. Well. Fake die once. Shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> She's fake die twice. Shame on me. Okay. So basically, this is not the first time. Daniel's done this. No, no. that a ravelry seller has, <laughs> has overwhelmed their own died. death. It's the intensity of crafters. It really is. It's like it drives you to it. But it's the logistics. Truly. It's it's the packaging and pe- posting of a small business. It's where they fall down often, ah, you know? Absolutely yeah. exhausting. You launch a product, you put it online, you get a couple of sales and then the work, the work starts It's then. overwhelming. It it's, is. It's really, really, there's a lot in dying mm. as well. Yeah. 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 Okay. So this woman is Gina Silva, and she had a uh, a brand called Socktopia. Uh, <laughs> Brilliant. And she made sock patterns. Um, and sometimes she How also her username was could there be Mama Monkey. Sock? Oh, is that an amateur hour question? Infinite patterns Infinite. for socks. It's just so niche, is it? Isn't it? No. No, we're all out here. It's, it's, not, it's the sucks. normies. It's the rest of the world that are niche. Yeah, you're Crafters, right. We may we could rise up. You it sounds like you are. Yes. <laughs> but against each other, sadly. <laughs> the infighting. So um the knitting community heard of uh Mama Monkey, aka Gina's death, um, due to complications from lupus. Oh of, that's a common fake death. Like if you're going to go, it's often lupus. Yeah, lupus and Lyme's disease. Yes. I think lupus is real though. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Lyme's disease. The creep type would like to distance. I'm sure it's also real. Lyme and lupus are horrible diseases. Yeah, I agree. Jen O'Dwyer is a horrible disease. Agreed. (laughs) Terminal. (laughs) She is terminal. Okay, so there was an outpouring of sympathy on Ravelry. Um. Everyone was sending messages of support for her remaining loved ones. Crafting wreaths. Apparently, I mean, honestly, actually a knitted wreath. Is a crochet wreath would be gorgeous. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently her husband was logging into her Ravelry account to upload patterns posthumously. Weird. Okay. For supporting lupus charities. Right. Okay, not weird. Mm. Good. Good. Yes. Yes. Then lots of people were also, apart from just buying the patterns to send donations, they were also just sending donations out of the goodness of their heart because crafters might be intense, but they are fucking good folk. They are. Fine. (laughs) Yep. There is no effing way Danielle's dead. Okay, so... People were sending um, donations and everything. All above board so far. Yeah. So then, okay... Somebody recently got on the Ravelry drama thread and was like, oh, wait a minute. They found an email address. This is really funny because I think this perfectly illustrates how removed from the world Ravelry is. That somebody posted this email address and was like, I found this on the networking site Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) 
Twitter.com. Twitter.com. And anyway, it was a profile for the person, for a person, right, who was using Mama Monkey's email address. Even though Mama Monkey was dead from lupus and this person was using a different username. But apart from the username, everything else on the profile matched Mama Monkey, a.k.a. Dead Gina's whole life. Like children, husband named Nico. Socks. And there was also, and this is very business arm, but there was also some pictures of tattoos that this user had shared on their uh, networking site, twitter.com account. And uh, Ravelers were like, I know those tattoos. They match Mama Monkey's tattoos that she had proudly showed off on Ravelry prior to her death. <gasps> what is happening? She similarly overwhelmed by this orders? Woman is just or just not dead. And she's on Twitter now instead. She just wanted to leave. Loads of charitable donations to the lupus charity and put up a charity sock pattern that people were buying, believing the proceeds were going to lupus. Oh, but of course, she she Mama Monkey is not effing dead. Does she even have effing lupus? <laughs> lupus is shamed to count her among their number. But she does. There's no way she has lupus. Oh, she's a liar. So anyway, right. So this was revealed on the Ravelry thread. People were. <laughs> eyes eyes out on stalks about this new Twitter talk. They've never heard of such a thing. And now we're just site. So anyway, right. Since it was brought to the thread, everything's been deleted. Oh. The Twitter accounts disappeared. The blogs, the Flickr account, all still attached to this woman's this dead woman's email address. And also the purchase options on the charity sock pattern paused <laughs> <laughs> there's a lesson there's a lesson in that and now so there was a lot of people who were very angry about this because obviously people do get annoyed when you're not dead yeah you, they do yeah you can't they be, have you more in you once but also <laughs> something like lupus people were genuinely terrified at hearing that a very young woman had died from lupus. I see. Because it would be the kind of thing that like maybe you might, you might have I've lupus had that. and you're trying to manage it but yeah. like someone you, here frightened. here is she dead. dead. She's you're frightening dead. people. You're frightening people. Um, so a lot of people um, had also just handed over a lot of charity donations in her name and had no, like that money was just going directly to them. So, um, what yeah. a side hustle. What? <laughs> like, what a good... Like, that, but if it, a but good really passive income. Over nicely. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it wouldn't take a lot because well, it's the obviously one the pattern is so easy. And it's just, just a hit download. Passive yeah. income. Brilliant. Pa- passive lovely passive income. income. Now, the key, though, is to never be the, the dead charity. person. No. You need to fully craft an individual from scratch. I see. Don't be ah, just right. you. You need to just have... Actually, though, it's... And you know what? Actually, it's a long game with a lot of legwork because especially nowadays, you need to have a presence yeah. on your Instagram. You've got to be on Ravelry. Yeah. You've got to be on Twitter. Presumably, okay. you know, you yarn Twitter, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and obviously all the forums in Ravelry. And like, how much work. are we talking for a pattern? Um, 2p or something? Kind of depends. Like, sometimes it'd be about eight quid or... Oh. Charity sock? But Jesus. less than our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Which you should immediately go to. Now. We're not dead. <laughs> because we're not dead and we need to keep being alive. 
Incredibly so. Like demon, uh, Ravelry.com, in their forums, they have an entire forum that's just called Demon Trolls. So let's all just take a moment to remember again that Ravelry is a crafting community. Yeah. <laughs> of people who have gathered together in this safe love. space on the internet for their love of craft. So what the hell are these? So why is it so dark over there? Yeah. And fucking hell, it is so dark. I won't go into it right now, but I'm going to tee up the next time we visit, um, you know, Reddit forward slash hobby drams, I will be taking us down the hole of the Ryan Egypt. That's right. It is a hobby drama with Irish. an Irish interest. Oh, yes. yes. Can't Once wait. again, thank you to Grafe. Grafe. <laughs> Very much alive. Grace. Grafe. <laughs> Grace. Very much alive and thank you. Thank Go you, Grace. see her at Grace the Babbler. The Babbler. Grace the Babbler, yeah. Check out her beautiful product. Thank you and for there we coming. Go. You're she listening to The Creep Dive. Wait until you hear. Today's when it's coming out Tuesday. On Thursday, we just did a great hive as well. If you want that, you're going to have to get into the patron. Do what it. are you waiting for? We're welcoming more of you every week. <laughs> we are wearing you down week by week. It's getting it's good. so much fun. We're having our New Year's Eve Creep cabaret. Mm-hmm. I'm very much like it's Jules Holland, mm-hmm. you know, meets lupus. It's that New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve Eve. Well, it's the Eve. New Year's Eve. Eve. It's so the Thursday the 30th. 30th. You cannot attend that unless you're a patron. It's two patrons only. So go sign up for the patron now and you'll get the link for our December 30th live show. And you will get a free tote and a personalized email from me at creepingforlove.gmail.com see you there at gmail.com go right away enormous bank hundreds of hours of other episodes our video is not some minnesota bullshit it is a full episode fucking episode (laughs) name better content yes but it's definitely libelous Mm. looser see you there Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.